there's, there's an epic battle. And so go ahead and, and open your Bibles, warm it up, uh, because we're going through it, man. We are absolutely going through the Bible. If you have your, your, your uh, phone open to the version, hopefully you've got a lot of battery, because we're not messing around tonight. There's an epic battle that's going on right now. And so uh, take a lot of notes, <laughs> because the battle is for you. The battle is for lives. And I got to tell you, it's a very serious battle, but it's a very joyous battle if you're on the right side of it. And so here's the, here's the epic battle, okay? The battle is in John 8, 12, if you will, open it up to John 8, 12. When Jesus spoke again, he, he's, he's teaching the Jewish leaders right now, and he's in the temple, he's teaching, and they're questioning him, they're saying, who are you, Jesus? Where did you come from? Like, who sent you? Who are you? And they're really trying to figure out who Jesus is. And we get to John 8, 12 is what we're going to base everything off of tonight. And it says this. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but have the light of life. See, right now in, in the world that we're at, there's a lot of turmoil. I mean, go to any uh, news web, website or uh, listen to any reports or whatever. There's a lot of turmoil going on in the world as we know it. How many of you have ever been in complete darkness? Go ahead, raise your hand. Anyone ever been in complete darkness? I, th I think the closest that I have been to complete darkness is in Mexico, uh, not a lot of lights in, in Mexico. And, and so when it got dark, it really got dark. And especially when the lights went out and the power went out, which was often, it got incredibly dark. You see, because quite often when, when I find myself in darkness, there's a, there's a watch glowing or there's something. And so it's hard to be in complete darkness. But quite literally, when Jesus is speaking right now in, in, in John 8, 12, he says, whoever comes to me, guess what? I am going to be light to their life. I'm going to shine through any darkness that's in your life. I'm going to be the answer to any, anything that yeah, you're struggling with. Uh, I am going to light where there's dark. Think about this. Because if you're in a room of complete darkness and there's even a spark of light, is it dark anymore? No. It's light. And there's a lot of people in this world that need light. See, there's this epic battle that's going on right now. Quickly, go to John 1, verse 4 through 5. Man, we are rolling through verses tonight. So I, this is kind of like a Bible drill thing. Uh, so John 1, 4 through 5 says this. In him was life, and that life was the light of all people. That light shines in darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So right now, in the first verse, we hear Jesus, and he's saying, I'm the light of the world. Darkness, I'm going to destroy it. And then in John, we see John writing, and he says, there's a light that's coming, and it's going to destroy darkness. But there's, a, there's another problem in 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4, it says this, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see, underline that, cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ who is in the image of God. So what do we have here? We have Jesus Christ saying, I'm the light of the world. Quite honestly, I can be the answer to everything. And in 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, we, we, we see this, that the God of this age, Satan, is blinding the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see. You see this battle that's starting to happen? Jesus says, I'm light, and Satan says, I'm going to blind people so they can't see this light. 
Not only that, he takes it a step further in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. 14. says, and no wonder, for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. Satan himself masquerades himself as an angel of light. So he's trying to deceive us. He's trying to blind us. And he's trying to say, you know what? I look like goodness, but I'm not on the masquerade of light. And I'm not the true light. There's this epic battle going on for us. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 says this. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of knowledge and the glory of God in the face of Christ. So I gave you a lot of verses right there on purpose, right up front, to show you that there's an epic battle that's going on for us. Jesus says, I'm light. Come to me. Satan says, I'm going to blind you so you can't see this light. And Jesus says, and is that 2 Corinthians 4, 6 is our promise to us. He says, for God said, let your light shine out of darkness. He made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. He said, I'm that light. Don't be deceived. So this is that epic battle I'm setting up, okay? And I want to kind of base everything out of that right there. That there's a battle going on for you. There's a battle going on for the people around us. It, it all can kind of be summarized in these verses, okay? So if you have your Bible, open it up to John chapter 3. It's kind of the commentary of the battle. John chapter 3, verses 19 through 21. Hmm. Says this is the verdict. Light came into the world, but people loved darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. All those who do evil hate the light, but will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But those who live by the truth come into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. This is the summary of the battle that's going on right now. A lot of verses that I gave you to set this up tonight. And that's all right. We needed to warm up our Bibles a little bit. <laughs> why, why do we exist? Why does Project Salt exist? Why are we even here right now? We're here because God says, I want you to be the, the, the salt of the earth. I want you to flavor the earth. I want you to be the light. I want you to tell people of hope. And he says that in Matthew 5, 13. He says that. We're here for that reason. Because there's a battle that's going on. Satan says that I am going to blind your mind so you can't see it. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. So do we understand that battle? Do we got that? Okay. Because that's the basis that I want, I want to be teaching out of tonight. And I want us to get that fully and in depth because there's a battle going on for us. Because if Satan wins in our life, if Satan wins in your life, if Satan wins in the lives of the people of Greeley or in the lives of anyone that we know, this is how he's going to win, okay? He is known as the prince of darkness. He's known as the prince of darkness, which darkness is black, right? What is the color black? Does anyone know what the color black is? What makes it up? Absolutely. The presence of all colors is black. 
And so Satan is known as the prince of darkness, and, and, and black is the color of, of uh, is all the colors mixed together, and it makes it black. Can Satan create anything? I'm just asking. He's not a creator. Jesus is a creator. So at best, what Satan can do is he can take all the colors that God has already created and mix them together. And he mixes these colors together where our lives are confused. The lives of the people around us are confused because he's taking these individual colors that God has created and he's mixing them together and he says, I am going to confuse you. All these colors that God intended for good, all these things in life that God intended for good, I'm going to confuse it so much that all you see is black. He can only manipulate what God has created. He uses the good that God created, and he uses it to destroy lives. He twists the truths of reality. See, the reality is this, and here's a couple examples, okay? Camping. Camping's a beautiful thing. I love tents. I love making eggs over a campfire. I love doing all that thing. But, but Satan can even take that, that truth and that reality and turn it into people that now love camping or are homeless, right? He can, take, he can take anything beautiful and he can make it bad. He can say, God, God says, I've given you the earth. I've given you everything on it. I want you to eat of it. I want you to partake of it. Everything that you need to survive on this earth, I've given to you. And humans come along and Satan mixes those colors into a pot of blackness where suddenly we are addicted to stuff. We are addicted to food. We are addicted to these herbs and whatever else. You let your imagination roll. We take what God has created and Satan mixes it up till the color is black and we can't even decipher good in it anymore. And what we know now is addictions. And we know pain. Satan cannot create that. All he can do is take the beauty and it gets mixed into black and it gets mixed into ugly. Just think about the word love. Beautiful, beautiful word. God created it as a vibrant word, full of color and full of life, love. So the masquerade guy, Satan, comes in. He takes those colors. He swirls them around a little bit, and he says, love, nah, love isn't what God created. Love is, you should be asking, what can this person do for me? Instead of being a servant. And of love, he mixes that word up so that truth and that beautiful thing is now ugly and, and destroying. He takes relationships and he says, no, relationships, because I'm going to mix them up. Satan says this, that now they're going to be ugly, false, temporary, meaningless. You can jump in and out of them on a whim. Takes all these beautiful things and mixes them up. It's kind of like sensory overload. This is what people are experiencing that don't have the light of life. It's not that their life doesn't have light. It's that their life is so flooded with light that it's black. I think that's the curse that Satan brings on humanity. 
because I can see God everywhere in everything because the light of Christ lives in me. For people that don't have that, they walk around and their world is in pain. And it's in hurt because nothing makes sense. I can kind of put a little illustration to this. Our family went on a Disney cruise. It was really cool. And, and we went to this, 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 this uh, dining room. A ton of people standing around, sitting around. And it was all black and white. Paintings of cartoons and all that on the wall. Everything was black and white. The waiters, black and white. Waitresses, black and white. The, the tablecloth, everything black and white. There's not color except what we wore in there. So everything's black and white. And you think, oh, that's kind of cool, like, you know, kind of retro-ish looking. And slowly as you eat, what happens is that the, the trees on the wall start turning a little, a little green. And, and you're like, did I, is something turn? And you start looking. It's really faint, but it starts turning green. And pretty soon the sky painting on the wall starts turning a little blue. And before you know it, like the ceilings are, are, are now lit up with yellows. And, and somewhere along this process, the waiters and waitresses have changed. So now they're wearing bright colors. And what started as like a black and white room suddenly turns into a room of full color. You see, as humans, we walk around in a world of black, white, dull, meaningless, and full of pain, and full of hurt. We don't have hope because Satan is going, oh, I'm going to keep it black. I'm going to keep that pain in there. and People are going to think it's normal. And when Jesus enters the picture, he says, guess what? Now you can start to decipher colors. And you're going to see what red is for the first time. You're going to see what blue is for the first time. You're going to see what the sun looks like. You're going to know what hope is. You're going to know what eternal life is. You're going to know what love is. You're going to know what purpose is. And he starts to introduce color into our life. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says that now the, now the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So if the Spirit of the Lord lives in us, there's freedom. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the love or the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. See, he says the Spirit of the Lord lives in us, and there's freedom in that, and we're transformed. There's hope, there's color, and there's life. We just sang a song, Break Every Chain. How do we break every chain? Can we just suddenly wake up one day and say, I'm going to decide to break all these chains, all these addictions. I'm going to suddenly put hope into my world. I'm going to suddenly start doing all this stuff on my own. No, we can't. We need the power of Jesus Christ. We need the spirit of him to say, I can do it. I can do it. <laughs> Once you've uh, seen color TV... You never want to watch black and white TV again, right? Once you've spent time with Jesus Christ, like serious time with Jesus Christ, and he's begun to
to show you color, hope, and meaning. And you can see a whole spectrum of colors. Black and white mush will never work again. Ever. So much so that you can see this color, and we can see this color, and God says, I want you to be the salt of the earth. I want you to be the light. I want you to show people this color. That's our job. Our job is to walk around and to see people that are full of black, dark, and, and, and they don't have hope, and we get to say, Jesus can break all those chains. Like, he wants to introduce color into you. That's why we're here in Greeley. Does that excite you? That absolutely thrills me. <laughs> Jesus said, I am strong, you can trust me. I am hope, I am life, I am love, I'm color, I'm not tasteless, I'm beautiful. And Satan, because he's running in defeat, goes, the best I can do is take all the beauty that God's created and mix it into mad chaos and try to take some people with me. That's why we're here. I just saw Hugo, the little movie. It's a pretty good movie. It's a 3D movie. They usually give me headaches. So I take my 3D glasses off, and here's a movie that's playing in front of me, and it's really blurry. If you've ever watched a 3D movie without glasses, it's very blurry. You need those glasses on, and then all of a sudden the colors jump out, and it looks like people are hitting you in the face, and that's what the glasses do. Life without the full spectrum of, of God, the love, and the hope of who God is, the light of the world, the color that's in, 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 that God introduces to us is blurry, is black and white, and is absolutely meaningless. I want to I ask you, is your life blurry? Is it full of, full of color and light and meaning and purpose and hope? What's going on in you right now? And what's going on in the people around you right now? So if we truly believe this thing, that Jesus really can break every chain and put hope into the world and color into the world, if we truly believe that, then we're bringing a truckload of people to the throne of God. A truckload. Because we cannot go about our day casually. Think back in your life to a time when you had despair, like deep, dark despair. And for those of us that are Christians in this room, think back to the time when you realized that God loves you, uncontrollably loves you, and how that felt, and how that feels now. See, this isn't a casual thing. This is a cool thing. We gather here to sing, to worship God, and then this random dude gets up and tries to teach some truth out of his Bible, and sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's not. 
because I just don't communicate well, maybe. I don't know. But at the end of the day, it's about worshiping God. It's about loving God and introducing people to color and the full spectrum of life. I want to ask Jeremy and and, uh, the band to come back up here. I'd like us right now just to to really focus on on who Jesus is and, and ask yourself, what is your relationship to light and is your life full of light? While, while they're playing and while they're singing, there's some response cards on your um, chairs. And there's a response table in the back. Uh, I'm going to ask us, this is just your moment right now to, to really um, be with God. There's going to be um, people just, just standing around. I'll be up here as well. Uh, maybe you want to pray. You, there's something that you want to talk about. We're up here. We want to do that. Um, in the back, there's, there's an offering bucket, basket thing, and I encourage you, if you believe in what God's doing here, to to put your tithe in there, your offering in there. I believe God's got some amazing things happening with Project Saul and in Greeley, because we're going to go around and we're just going to be little light lighters all around the place, and we're going to say, hey, darkness, you can't exist anymore, here's light, and it's just going to start radiating all over Greeley. So I want to pray for that. If you guys would, just stand up. Make this a very selfish moment. Go back to that table. You can pray with people. Um, fill out those cards. Give us um, some information. Let us know with some prayer requests and things we can pray about. But this is your time right now to spend with Jesus Christ. So let's all stand. God, thank you for today. And I, I pray that our lives can be aligned with you. And then even tonight as we, we continue just to sing these words to you, that, man, our hearts will be bursting. There'll be tears in our eyes. There'll be clapping going on. They'll, I mean, they'll, they'll just be uncontrollable love for you, God. For you're, you're worthy of our praise. God, you give us color. You give us meaning. You give us hope. For that, we're forever grateful. Hmm. And thank you, God.